Welcome to Calendar vs. the Machine. My name is Kyle. And I'm probably not surprised, right? No, never be surprised. And I'm the machine. This is a podcast where a sentient machine is forcing us each season to watch movies from a specific year in order to prevent it from starting the apocalypse. The machine still threatens our lives if we don't review the films it asks us to, although we do tend to talk about the ideas of the movie rather than the movie itself. And today, we're going to be watching the film... Film. Any quotes around that word? Yeah. Hell. Film. Film. Venom. There's <laughs> like, there's nothing to follow that up with. It's just, it's just the end. We should be extremely afraid. Thank you for bringing us collectively to this moment. It is a moment that so many have dreamed of claiming. History starts today. The guy you work for is an evil person. I don't work for him. My firm works for him. Are you going to behave yourself tomorrow? I told you I'm going to do my job. I'm a reporter. I follow people that do not want to be followed. What about the allegations that you recruit the most vulnerable for tests that end up killing people? Your time to go. You're finished, Mr. Brock. Is that a threat? You had to learn how to hide in plain sight. I'm pretty good at it. But you, you suck. Whoever you are. The only thing to follow up with, Dave, is Venom, Let There Be Carnage. <laughs> Which, thankfully, we're not watching that either. Yeah, I'll have to avoid that year if this podcast continues. What, when did that come out? 2020? 2021. Yeah, so we'll be skipping that. A perfect year for film. 2021. <laughs> film. Is it vellum? Is that the thing? Is vellum? That a thing? Like the vellum? plastic uh, yeah, yeah. paper that you uh, print, like transparencies? Can, you, can we watch Venom on vellum? Uh, well, actually, it might improve the visual quality. The experience? Of, yeah. <laughs> Let me give a big thank you to our patrons over on Patreon. Their contributions of horse, of horse, their contributions of course help us continue the show. Since no machine doesn't help us pay for these movies. Plus, each month we do a bonus episode over it. Oh, what is wrong with my mouth today? Well, you're on Plus, a panel discussion. You didn't. I know. You didn't save all of your energy for this recording. You traitor. You said, "Oh, I'm just going to do a bunch of stuff before I get on this That's one." Right. A, 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 another podcast I recorded, which you won't hear until September, <laughs> <laughs> which is crazy. There, I'm like, whoa, you guys are way ahead of time. I do not know what that feels like. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I mean, you lose context so quickly in the modern era. Like seven hmm. months or no, uh, four months is a long time. Are you telling me that they're not going to understand all the tr Twitter drama that I referenced? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it'll be in the ether by then, for sure. Dave, I think we're in the wrong timeline. Um, the, of course, people tune in to this to hear our film analysis, uh, but they also want to. They also want to hear this deep inner fiction that we're a part of, and uh, I think we're in the wrong timeline. I think uh, we've somehow come back to not from where we left off. You know, our deep how we like traveled uh, away from Earth and came back. Yes, yes. Things are just things are just off. Ah, uh, you have to be more specific because I thought. I don't remember what we did last time. Have you seen anyone smoke a cigarette since we returned back? Actually, no. No. Everybody's yeah. vaping? I think Is the robot I think vaping? We, I think we've yesterdated, Dave. <laughs> what, I think. What does yesterdate mean? 
Have you ever seen the movie Yesterday? Uh, yes, yes, actually. What if the Beatles never existed? In that movie, they posit that tobacco does not exist. Oh, smoking so, not there either? There's no smoking in that one too? I missed that plot point. Oh, you missed the... Hu this is, Okay, pause, break. No, I really hated the movie yesterday, Dave. <laughs> I watched it for the first time here just two days ago. It oh, okay. annoyed the shit this out of me. This is why it's me. so fresh. I was like, this is an old movie. I don't know why it's bothering you, but you just watched it. Okay. It's a two-year-old movie, Dave. It's not like super old. God. How many movies just on this podcast have we fucking yeah, watched? True in enough. Two true years? enough. <laughs> true enough. Okay. Mo uh, like I have a bunch of issues about the Beatles stuff too, but to take it out of that context, which okay. gets very nitpicky, and I realize it gets nitpicky. It's not Ed Sheeran that bothered you. It, it was the Beatles stuff. Oh, Ed Sheeran bothered me. <laughs> <laughs> I could go on forever about how Ed Sheeran bothered me. They posit in that movie, of course, that the Beatles have never existed. Yes. And everything else has stayed the same somehow. Yes. But disregarding that, just disregarding that. I love a good time travel movie. Coke does not exist. Coca-Cola. The right. soft drink does not exist okay. and cigarettes slash tobacco does not exist. And I'm like, that would change so fucking much well, of the world. I don't get it. Did they attribute that to the Beatles? Is that why? So I have since learned, they do not talk about this in the movie, Okay, but I have since learned that that was a very, very subtle reference to the fact that Paul McCartney and John Lennon both met by skipping school, smoking cigarettes and drinking Coke. Stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking that's just dumb. fucking, that's but, just uh, stupid. Yeah. Anyways, trying too hard, I, right? You're just trying too hard at that point. You could just say they all died. Like nobody gives a shit. I yeah. know they want to meet the, I now remember they meet uh, one of them at the end, but who gives a fuck? I know this is not a podcast about yesterday, but it's just so fresh in my mind. <laughs> I love the setup to this movie yeah. so much. I'm like, oh, yeah. what a tantalizing premise. This is a cool thing to explore and put a love story in there. Hang cool. Is Talking about like the nature of art and like, is this actually stealing if no one else has created it? Well, whatever. It's like a movie about AI. They do not care about that no. in this movie whatsoever. Not at the end. At the end, it's like a cult movie. You cannot remove the Beatles and expect all of modern music to be the same. I no. fundamentally do not accept the premise of this movie. <laughs> unless, you know, another band came in. Unless the monkeys got really big. That's what I mean. Then explore that. Okay. You would either it's have too to complex. be... It's too complex. The Beach Boys would have had to have been like... Yes, the, Beach the, Boys. The would preeminent... Like that. Yeah. Rolling Stones, well, right? Well, they showed that the Rolling Stones exist. So the Rolling Stones somehow put out their albums that were in direct response oh, in to it? the Beatles without the Beatles existing. It would have been better if like music died and there just was no <laughs> music no, you know? wait are you playing strings why is your mouth shaped board? like that <laughs> you you you're vocalizing and making sound i've never seen this before what yeah, is this wooden that, box that you out. hold with metal strings attached to it i was always a much bigger fan of paul anchor also somebody holds up the yellow submarine which then says that the cartoon the yellow submarine exists in a world without the beatles and i was like nope i'm totally out of this movie all right all right <laughs> Dave, we're talking about the movie Venom, which an is even a movie dumber I hate. movie. Yeah, an even dumber movie than yesterday. You have not seen this movie before. No, correct? I actively boycotted it. I very actively. One might even say obsessively boycotted this. Let one. me tell you this, because I go to the movie theater and you don't. Oh, you paid money to watch this? No, no, oh, okay. I did not. Okay, because we'd we'd have to end the podcast. I went to the movies sporadically in 2018. You can listen to past episodes about why that was, but uh, of the times I, I did go remember. to- the I'm on this podcast and I don't even Who remember. Cares? All right, keep going. <laughs> the handful, like the dozen or so times I did go and see a movie in a movie theater in the year 2018, 
I saw the Venom trailer every single time. Oh, they're pushing it. And every say. single time it played, I was like, well, that looks awful. Yeah. Why would anyone go and watch that? I don't, I don't know. And then, years later, <laughs> this is why, this is another great point for Dave Young mm-hmm. to, to get off social media. Mm-hmm. I kept seeing these takes about like, you know what movie got uh, overly criticized and should be reevaluated is Venom. Really? It can't be fun. Oh, Everyone oh. was trying to think this was a super serious superhero movie. And actually, it's a really funny comedy. I'm like, okay, I'll take your no, opinions. No. And I'll go and watch no, this movie. No. And I ground my teeth oh, for an hour and a half sick. while watching. That's so why you got to get off Twitter. Well, you know who started that tweet? The movie studio. You need to give me my iTunes rental money back. <laughs> oh, that paid, is how mad I was. You did pay money for it. <laughs> it wasn't on Netflix yet. Oh, no, it was boy. not. I don't think so. Questionable life choices, Kyle. So anyways, um, do not like this movie. And I'm, I, I'm, unless you very much surprise me, Dave. Oh, I classic. don't think you're going to like this oh, movie either. I, I mean, I'm shocked that it took them so long to bring Eddie Brock into the MCU. <laughs> it's not even part of the MCU, Dave. He showed Kevin up. Kevin Feige made a very clear point. This is not he part showed of up. the MCU. He showed up at the end of... Uh, Mar- uh, which one? Infinity? No, it was, no, uh, no. Uh, it was either Doctor, Doctor Strange, Strange or Spider-Man. No, I think it was Doctor Strange. Was it mu- no, multiverse? you're right. It was Spider-Man. It was Spider-Man. When he's you're right. at the bar. The sequel is also bad. I should just point you out. You watched the sequel? I've seen- oh, I've seen the sequel. Kyle, you should love yourself more than this. <laughs> I decided... You deserve better than this. As much as I tease you, Kyle, you're a human being. I decided yeah. one day, Dave, you know, I have time for a movie. <laughs> should I watch your Jimbo or should I watch fucking asshole. Venom? <laughs> there will be carnage. You know what? You and deserve I decided it. to say, I'm going to watch Venom, There Will Be Carnage all, instead. All of the blackness in your soul you deserve. How the fuck are you choosing the Venom sequel of a Kurosawa film? I quit. Toshu Mifune? Last year's news. <laughs> I need Woody Harrelson. <laughs> as uh <gasps> what is that guy's name again cletus, cletus. something who cares now just remember the comic book but cassidy cletus cassidy i think is carnage serial killer. who is probably the most miscast person <laughs> in a major superhero film yeah. that i can think of they'll be back dave how about your his- that's the history of the film yeah what's your history with venom the character yeah venom blew up while I was still reading comic books in the mid-90s, I think. That's mm-hmm. when he was introduced. Uh, and I think we talked about this briefly last episode, but uh, I kind of liked the idea of it, you know, because Venom was... It was a cool idea. Yeah, he, he's a great Marvel character where he's not ultimately evil per se. He's like got well, evilness it, 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 in him, but it's very directed at Spider-Man and not... Yeah, he's very much a Spider-Man anti-hero because they've teamed up before they fought each other before from what i remember it is at least hinted at or very heavily suggested that it depends on who the symbiote attaches to how evil or good you end up being as that new character technically well it's interesting too because you know uh, for those who aren't that nerdy uh, spider-man wore the symbiote first yeah he brought it back from Secret Wars, uh, wore the black suit for a while. Yeah, and then it was too powerful, and he couldn't yes. handle the responsibility. Yeah, he's a weakling. <laughs> and then there's a great, that's a, I, I don't remember which artist drew it, but when he rips off the suit, it's great. It's an iconic yeah. uh, thing. We see on top of the Empire State Building. Who gives a shit? Probably. And he throws it on the ground. I don't know how he got I guess he's Spider-Man, so he can take the symbiote off, unlike uh, mm-hmm. this pansy Tom Hardy, who just can't can't get it done in this film and then uh, eddie brock is this small time petty loser and so they have this great 
character buildup because you don't have a super genius evil, you know, like I'm going to destroy the world and you don't have this suit that's like, I hate people. It's just they come, come together and they're like, I fucking hate Spider-Man. <laughs> mm. The original art, he's so grotesque. Who's credited as creating the Venom character is twofold. It is, I have it written down here one second. It is... So Todd McFarlane oh. and David Michelini. Oh, McFarlane was two people. Of that. I didn't know that. But I think people write in if I'm getting this wrong. I think it's the second guy that David Michelini, who was the person who came up with the storyline of the black suit becoming Venom, essentially, right? Yeah. I think Tom McFarlane is credited in this movie because he wrote many of the first storylines. So a lot of like the lore of Venom is Todd but McFarlane. did he do the character? Actually, he, he has weird human proportions in his art. So mm -hmm. he could have done the character design. Yeah, He could have designed what Venom yeah. looks like, maybe. Yeah. I always had a problem. He drew Spider-Man really well, but I never liked his human uh, characters, mm -hmm. like just the proportions. I mean, that's just me being me. I always loved Jim Lee. Although Jim Lee got into his controversy about, uh, what is it, stealing frames from manga or something like that? There was a, Yeah, there was a whole thing. Who gives a shit? I've met Todd McFarlane's father multiple times. Okay, that's just super fucking random. Why would you know that you had met Todd McFarlane's father? Well, Dave, uh, Todd McFarlane's father will not let you go 30 seconds without letting you know that he is Todd McFarlane's <laughs> father. Okay, then second second follow-up, why, why were you in a room with the father of Todd McFarlane? There is a little app that was developed called Grinder, Dave. And, no, I'm kidding. Totally joking. <laughs> I, I, I was like ready. I, I, I bit on that no. bait. Uh, he came into the Apple store multiple, multiple times. Wait, he's and, Calgarian? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, he's Canadian. I don't know if he grew up in Calgary, but oh. Tom McFarland's dad definitely lives here in Calgary. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, and I think Tom McFarland grew up somewhere in southern Alberta, somewhere. I just presumed every major comic book writer of that era was American. So that means, yes, Spawn is Canadian. <laughs> I mean, that... Uh, anyways, so yeah. it, would, it was always so funny because he would like talk and like ask questions about his computer. He's like, uh, you know, my son uh, draws comic books. And like, <laughs> after the second, I was like, yeah, I know. Like, to be fair, Tom McFarlane was one of the greatest of he that is, era, right? Like, I mean, no doubt. Yeah. I thought you two were talking about Seth MacFarlane from Family Guy this entire time. This is no, not to cast versions. He was a lovely man. I never had a bad interaction with him. I just always thought it was so funny that he always had to say. Listen, if Emerson grows up and he invents one of the most popular series of comic books, you know, I'll probably do some yeah. not so humble bragging at the Apple store. <laughs> Uh, sir, your phone isn't even broken. Listen, I just needed you to look at this because I don't know if mm. you know, but my son <laughs> draws comic books. <laughs> yeah, you'll see all the employees. I think, oh, geez, <laughs> this guy again. <laughs> the collective groan, synchronize. And I, I'll just jump in here too. Venom was like one of my favorite characters. I would try and draw him at the time uh, as a kid. I, I love the tongue. Very, you just like never, yeah, you like the slimy wet and gross. Yeah. I think that's part of it. I think I think ninety percent of the fandom around Venom is because of the tongue. Yeah, but I know. I mean, as a young kid, he is just look. He just looks cool. Yes, and it's hard to like quantize that or like why yeah. it is. But he just he did. He looked cool. You know, it'd be a big mistake though if you took such an iconic comic book design and like made it into a, a real movie. Like that would be a huge mistake. You wouldn't want to do that. Because I would say maybe the biggest mistake is having a character that is so uh, so defined by his relationship to Spider-Man 
and making a movie without Spider-Man in it. Like, who would do that? Like, why would you, why would you even, you know, try to make a film <laughs> about a Spider-Man character? Although, I mean, Todd Phillips got away with it, so I guess we'll move yeah. on that point. Yeah. Stupid. You kind of started to bring this up last week, but uh, it seems like you've had a falling out with Tom Hardy. I was going to ask you what your oh, yeah. issue is with Tom Hardy. Well, you know, can you hear it? Are they yelling? Yeah, they're like having, they're just cackling. Well, you should, well, let's just say this. We should mention by the fact that uh, future famous comic book artist. <laughs> Emerson Young is having a, <laughs> a party right now. David Sun is uh, having a party in the background. A poke so. party. His two best video game buddies, and they're just screaming. About, I think they're on Roblox right now, but earlier they were on Mario Odyssey. And as mm -hmm. soon as they get into Pokemon, it's going to get worse. Uh, Tom Hardy, where did I... Where, where is he? What's the first thing? I mean, obviously... Bane was for me. Oh, that was your first Tom Tom Hardy? Yeah. Uh, Unless you saw Bronson, which is I his did one, not, kind of his breakout. I haven't watched it yet. But, you know, I always thought he was one of those cool guys that had all that coolness. And then I watched this. Well, spoiler alert which was disappointing. And then, you know what I did? I watched Mad Max Fury Road. I'm going to watch that tonight, weirdly enough. Like, but... I own it, so I've seen it a few mm -hmm. times, and I always liked it, although I like it because of its ridiculousness. Yeah. And if you have an opportunity, the black and chrome is better. And then I was watching it this time, and I realized, I don't know if Tom Hardy's a good actor. I think he's just the same guy. And uh, I just, I'm kind of over it. Uh, I don't know. I think in a movie oh, like Warrior. Mad Max, it... He was in Warrior. Oh, right. and, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think in a movie like Mad Max, though, you know, getting someone who's a great actor to become into Mad Max, like you don't really need oh, that. You need I know. a persona. You need someone who can carry the the action scenes. I don't think you really are looking for amazing actors. I just well, yeah, I don't know, I, and I, I think it's unfair for me to characterize his entire career because I just watched two of his weaker performances in a week. But I'm just like looking quickly at the Wikipedia and um, yeah, Legends of Revenant, Inception. Was he good in Inception? It's a tough one. He was in it. He was a different character. He's in it, yeah. You know, he flipped a coin. So that was something. <laughs> he, could, he could play Two-Face if he ever needed to. Um, yeah, Bane, I'm pretty sure is the first time I saw him in Dark Knight Rises. Mm -hmm. And uh, all the controversy. big and menacing and, yeah. and terrifying in there. Another story from working in the mall. When the Revenant was being shot here in and around Calgary, Alberta. Uh, I did walk past Tom Hardy in a mall once. Nice. So I have seen him. He's short. He's I heard short that. Guy. Yeah, I heard that. But he's also incredibly nice, apparently. I don't know. Every interaction from crews that worked here said that he was like a top-notch guy, great to work yeah. with. There's actually a pretty famous story here in Calgary Circles. I'm not going to say who I heard this from to Ooh. protect the innocent. Ooh. In Aritu, the director of The Revenant, apparently it was awful. To, 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 to the crew specifically oh. and uh, would like scream at people like right in their faces and like demean them. Art. And Tom Hardy actually went up to him and was like, listen, I'm quitting your movie unless you start treating the crew better. Oh, that's nice. So, I mean, Meanwhile, Leo, that way. Leo's like, I need to stay in character. So nobody talk to me. All right. Anyways, we're delaying the inevitable here. We should probably talk about the movie Venom. So let's do that after we take a quick break and uh, we'll be back after this. Dave, what are we going to say to these fine people who are sticking with us here through the advertisements? Well, I mean, if they're still listening, knowing that we are going to talk about Venom, then they are our supporters. So, thank you. Hey, go back to last week when we raved about Into the Spider-Verse, okay? <laughs> I can, I like superhero stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like well-made movies. I know. But you have to make a well-made movie for me to like you it. Gotta, yeah, that's right. You got to make it well. Uh, yeah, we're, we're selling ad space. 
I'm just reading a book, mm. an anti-capitalist book about how ad revenue works on the internet. So maybe oh. we ought not oh. to. It's, Did it's you not know sick. how ad revenue worked on uh, the internet? No. Uh, what I am learning is that ad efficacy is not real. That all of it's fake and invented by Google and Facebook. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That they no, fake. I, yeah. yeah. The clicks and the and the runtime. The time. clicks and all that stuff. And yeah. then they take. Uh, oh, what is it? Like seventy percent of it usually. Yeah. Something obscene. And then of the thirty percent left, the advertiser actually doesn't get it back. All the middlemen take their cuts, and mm -hmm. it's pretty frightening. So maybe you could just email transfer us, right? Uh, my name is David Yen, and you can find you can send your money directly to me. Uh, yeah, I'm great. sure I'll share with Kyle eventually. It will trickle yeah. down to Kyle. And this, I'm realizing, like I blamed Fox News for existing, but it's the other way around. You know, my using the internet is the reason why Fox News exists. It's fucking blowing my mind. We shouldn't be talking about this, but I literally just read it five minutes ago. So, <laughs> like before so we met online. if you don't want online. that to happen, give us money. Directly, is what we're directly. Don't make us advertise on, you know, Google. Unless you found us on Google, in which case, thank you, Google, for directing that. <laughs> thank you, Papa Googs. We love you. We love you so much. So, Dave, we're back here. We're going to talk about this film, I guess. Yeah. And uh, so we should make a quick um, synopsis, uh, a scenario where we're going to make a scenario. So let's say you're at the Apple store and Todd McFarlane's dad comes up to you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so Todd McFarlane's dad is like, you know what? You know what? My son is a little bit of a comic book artist himself. <laughs> and uh, also, I just picked up this DVD copy of Venom from 2018. What's it about? Something my son created. What is what is it about? It's it's shit. I would first be like, no offense to your son, but this is shit. Oh, I, oh, I forgot about it already. This makes Eddie Brock a reporter, which I don't think he is in the comic book. Well, some comics he isn't. He isn't. Okay. This is where it gets weird. Timelines yeah. are different. Uh, so he's like a shock journalist. Oh no, we have the creepy guy. So uh, Mark Zuckerberg has sent a spaceship up into space. To collect samples from an asteroid, I guess that's possible uh -huh. in a non-MCU world. Uh, and they get several symbiotes, which is also super random. But one escapes and possesses people to travel back to America, in which it, uh, in, after which it meets Eddie Brock, who blew the, what do you call not blew the lid, what, what do you say? Uh, blew the whistle on mm -hmm. uh, this faux Zuckerberg Bezos asshole. Yeah, but at least this Zuckerberg... Is really good looking because it's Riz Ahmed. <laughs> it's true. He's a great actor. He doesn't look like you a robot. You would not know that in this movie, but he's a good actor. <laughs> uh, yeah. And so the symbiote decides that Eddie Brock's the man to get the job done. And they go around eating raw lobster and uh, punching things. I have to say, Dave, I am so befuddled by this movie uh -oh. on so many levels because for the vast majority of it, I have no idea what anyone is trying to no, do. <laughs> nothing makes sense. Like, I watched this twice now, and at the end, I'm like, so, like, why are they doing this? Like, okay. I, I still am so unclear about what? what they're trying to stop or what they're trying to do. Yeah, what was it that Venom tasted in the flesh of all these humans that made him want to stop the invasion? Right. Super weird. What, like, what was the switch? Like, what is, and then- Maybe Eddie Brock's packing, you know what I mean? He's, maybe. Hey? He's going hey? back up into space to do- what? There's more of them that have to be brought down by okay. human aircraft because their asteroid won't okay. land on the Earth? Like, how did they even know? Like, what What are the odds that an asteroid hits the Earth? That's uh, exceptionally rare. And the one that does hit the Earth has alien symbiotes that can eat people. 
Right. And then how does how does Venom defeat the big bad? I don't remember. They he were... tears a hole in the side of a of a rocket launching. That is your that oh. is your climax to this movie. They didn't even use the sound thing. I, I I like fell asleep. I was watching on my phone. Like I just I lost interest. Here's the thing, Dave. <laughs> I usually ask you what you think of this movie, and I don't really care because I don't care about this movie. And um, I think it puts into stark contrast watching this like right after Spider Verse. Yes, because mm. in Spider Verse, you take a look at this like again superhero origin story. You have things you set up in the first act that he has to overcome in the last one. The payoff feels like so earned. Like either there is a journey mm-hmm. and an emotional resonance to this. Cheering. Even though yeah. objectively is silly, silly stuff yeah. that is happening. Yeah. Which is also why it's better as a cartoon. But anyways, keep going. True enough. Keep going. But again, I'm not opposed to this being a live action movie necessarily. Mm-hmm. What is Proc trying to do in this movie? Like this, I keep going back to this because like there's no journey he's really going on. There's nothing that he learns to do by the end of this. The penultimate scene is him literally just like, well, I guess I'll just tear a hole in the rocket. Boom, it explodes. And like, oh, I I guess. It's just random stuff that happens for an hour and 40 minutes. That's what I like. Honestly, twice I've watched this. It's like, it's just random stuff that is happening for an hour and 40 minutes. And I, at the end, I'm just like, I, don't I don't why <laughs> there's nothing here I don't have a good answer here's uh, your 800 million dollars <laughs> no seriously I'm is so that, mad is by that, how much money this movie made not how much that move this movie made 800 million dollars yeah we'll get into it what the fuck wow just a couple of haters this week but what, did, what were your thoughts on the movie Dave okay so uh this movie's terrible I agree with you entirely I, I kept wondering why is Michelle Williams in this movie I know it's like who are, who's blackmailing you to be in this movie? She, someone had photos or something. That There's no reason why someone of her, like when she first came out of Dawson's Creek, I was like, this woman will never have a career because that show is fucking awful. And she's now like, does she have an Oscar? Anyway, she's a, you know, perennial Oscar no, nominee. Nominated a bunch of times yeah. and not one yet. Uh, and then she was in Venom. Like, <laughs> What the fuck? That's like when Rachel McAdams was in Doctor Strange, and I was like, yeah. why is Rachel McAdams? But, you know, she at least gave it a little bit of human... Uh, a, a quick, a quick, just a very quick aside. I just went and watched the coming-of-age movie, Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. Oh, that's getting rave reviews. Loved it, okay. by the way. Okay. But Rachel McAdams plays the mother in that. Yeah. And low-key, I think she should be Oscar-nominated for it. I thought she was that good in this She's movie a great as actress. the mother. She's so good. And yeah, but you're right. And like, you see them cast as like, well, you're not important, but, but you're, these are great actresses. Like, what are you doing? Fucking Hollywood. At any rate, uh, so I will, I will do this because this will upset you. But for the first five minutes, when they're setting it up like a horror movie, I actually, I, I was like, oh, oh, maybe this is why people watch this. I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. And they got the zombie, you know, uh, woman for it was woman, grandma, kid, mm-hmm. right? And then as soon as Tom Hardy shows up, I was like, I can't watch this anymore like everything collapsed as soon as they came to america yeah i don't really understand his approach to this character and uh, like that must be what the director wanted yeah because he kept having it happen throughout the movie but he's like both supposed to be a great journalist but a bumbling fool and also suave but also incompetent it's like i don't understand anything that's happening here i know with this character yeah so everyone becomes so unreal in this i do actually agree with that the one element that i think this movie does actually really well is anytime it does lean into its horror elements yeah. and it's like okay i could see this 
being maybe even what the pitch initially was by the sounds of it. That like make let's make a horror and, film, yeah, yeah. but with Venom. But that gets abandoned for far too long. Like the horror elements of this movie probably amount to five minutes of screen time. Yeah. for the entire thing. Well, even when they start appearing later, like in the human experimentation, I was o- I was over it. I was like, I don't care anymore. It was just that opening sequence where you're. Mm-hmm. titillate you're teased with this idea of like oh a, a dark sam raimi type movie where it's just gonna be icky things tearing people apart yeah and i'm it, down for that i mean it's basically just a 90 a, um, minutes of tom hardy like talking to himself and <laughs> rubbing his face on animals like it's yeah. super weird i don't I, th- I think yeah it sets itself up to being like oh this is like a possession story right but told through like the symbiotes and like okay that's cool i'm down for that yeah and then it wasn't <laughs> I, just, I just don't know really like I honestly feel this needed a paid one rewrite for me to like even engage with it on any type of level because I think it fails in the acting department. I think it fails in the scripting department. CGI I think shit. it fails as a superhero movie. Yeah. I think it fails in so many things. Now it's Defenders, I'm going to say, it was that on all purpose. that is intentional, yeah. right? Bullshit. That it's all supposed to be campy fun, that you're not supposed to take any of it seriously, which I would go along with. If it was fun. At all. If it was fun yeah. and there was a semblance of any plot that was going along with it yeah. at a certain point, it's like, I, I'm wasting my time watching this. I'll, I'll, this is my, my, my time to be honest. I watched this at one and a half times speed because I couldn't, yeah. I could not watch well, this in real time. Once. I mean, I wouldn't watch this again. You know, like, you know why the Eddie Brock part gets so dumb? It's not even like when he's introduced. Cause you know, I like Tom Hardy. When Michelle Williams showed up, I was like, this movie's going to be shit. I don't know what it was, but you put a high pedigree actress in a camp film, you know they fucking missed the plot. There's just something, something awry. It's like Halle Berry and Catwoman. It's like, oh no. Like why? And then, uh, you know, I think like as soon as he gets Venom in him and then his physical reaction to it is not what any of the other hosts have gone through. So you're just. Right. Like, wh- so you need to explain to me why, why is he is like yeah, this he's big eating deal. raw food and like being all fucking weird. Whereas the little kid comes out of the airport and like super calm and like can mm-hmm. manipulate my way into the streets looking for something. I don't who gives a shit. So uh, yeah, there's it was just fucked up. But here's my here's my question, Kyle. Do you brush your teeth when you get up in the morning? I do. Yeah. Yes. Or do you get up and ask someone to hand you a fucking cup of coffee in your bed? And start drinking and making out with people. It's fucking disgusting. <laughs> that part was a horror movie. I couldn't even believe that scene. I was like, what is happening right now? Like, I, I, that, I, that's, I, the part, that's where you disassociated. <laughs> was the morning routine. Any, there's so many movies where people don't brush their teeth. And it always bothers me. Like they get up and they start making art, having sex. And I'm like, I don't know about you, but uh, that's not happening here. Because no, uh, this, this is, is smelly. Like grossest, yeah, this is and smelly. Then uh, and they have uh, a couple comedies. Like even in Ted Lasso, they make fun of that. But in this one, it's not just making out. Like, why are you drinking fucking black coffee in your bed? Like the most stainable liquid, right? <laughs> in your white sheet bed while you're half groggy and your uh, girlfriend or whatever. No, they're not married. Girlfriend is fully dressed for the office. I'm like, I just, uh, I didn't like it. There's not much to talk about with this movie, no. unfortunately. Like, again, outside of the, some of the horror elements, I do, I, like, again, I really like Riz Ahmed. I think he's trying to do something with this. Something to but do like, even, it's paper uh, thing. But even Jenny Slate, who's yeah. in this movie, who I actually do like Jenny yeah. Slate. Yeah. Boy, what a... Shitty character. They give her nothing yeah. to do with that character either. I don't know. I, and, and it also does the thing, this is a trope, I know. It bugs me every single time. Maybe it's more true to life than I want to admit. Yeah, I was okay with you, like, 
up to this doing line. other sketchy stuff but as soon as you put a homeless person in well that was a line i'm drawing i'm like uh, i think it was human i think it was human experimentation but and then you juxtapose that with the other scientists who are like oh yo, let's get some more people yeah we gotta murder these yeah. people for science you're like i don't i don't know i, I don't know i this, think that's how it no. works <laughs> i'm pretty sure if one has a moral quandary about it uh they probably all will you're not gonna mm-hmm. staff with just sociopaths so like it's just not that prevalent that is what the Kijiji ad was asking for, actually. <laughs> Are you passionate about science and also a complete raging psychopath? Uh, is there a line you're willing to cross? This movie is also deceptively actually very short. Yes. Thankfully. Even though it feels long. It feels long. Because it, the, the runtime is 90 like minutes? on Netflix is like an hour 50. Uh, but this is a full 17 minutes of credits. The credit? Why? why? I get CGI. I, I skipped it. Was there a cutscene? Oh, yeah. There's a with, mid-credit uh, scene Woody Harrelson. With, with Carnage. Yeah. And then the after-credit scene is just a scene from Into the Spider-Verse. So it's oh, just right. trying to get you to go and watch it. So I can't give it half a star because at least you have Spider-Verse in this for at least three minutes. How did uh, this double the box office of Spider-Verse? There's just something wrong with America. Well, that, that, that is some people think because so many people went and saw this, they do think it helped bump up the box office of spider-verse just because it does show up at the end of it but it should have been know. inverse i mean spider-verse if you mm. really spy i mean it doesn't make sense you can't release it now because it revolutionized what we consider animation in 2023 mm. but that's the movie i want to make imagine a world dave where into the spider-verse <laughs> was never released <laughs> call it miles morales cigarettes wouldn't exist anymore <laughs> <laughs> no one will wear sneakers There'd be no such yeah. thing as laces. This is why I only wear Velcro shoes. I mean, fine, but there was also a part of my a little nitpick I had with uh, the last Doctor Strange movie, the, the multiverse movie, which is like, can you believe it? You can go into any world you can think of. Your mind would explode at all the possibilities of this multiverse. And the multiverse they spend the most time in is like, Earth. On red, uh, you go through the intersection, <laughs> and at green, you stop. That's what's different about you this want a world. You know. And this is the problem with time travel movies, multiverse movies. You're limited by human, not imagination of the writers, but knowing your audience. Mm. Like even hot dog fingers bothers a lot right. of people, right? But if you needed something nebulous where you're actually challenging, I mean, at the very least, when Stargirl is going through portals, you get these little uh, moments where they're trying to yeah. show that they're not idiots, but you can't actually show an American audience that because uh, they'll mm. walk out the theater. They won't walk out of this piece of shit, apparently, because $800 million. No, people love this movie. I should I should point this out. People do really like this movie, the people who went and saw this. So we are on the outside of this position. No, that's not possible because if you have brains. <laughs> Whoa, okay. <laughs> well, you know, Venom wants brains. He does really want those brains. Oh, man. That part where the Korean convenience store lady watches him eat. Murder a man? Her, yeah, her oppressor. Shouldn't that have played out a little bit differently? I, it's creepy. Isn't that just white guilt, Dave? <laughs> my my other thing with like the rules, I'm all about like I I'm the easiest person to suspend my disbelief. Honestly, you just tell me something is going to happen this way in the world. I'm like, cool, great. That's how this world works. Let's see how it plays out. All right. I get frustrated when you show me something I'm like, oh, okay, that's how this world works, and then you immediately go against Turn what you just off. showed me. Yeah. Turn off the, the biggest one being the bike chase scene and venom is like 
like moving out of the way and can sense things that are already happening. Yeah, apparently in this movie, Venom is like omniscient and can tell when people are going to knock on the door. Yeah. And the, but then a truck comes and hits them from the side because I guess trucks can't be sensed by Venom. Like no. I have no idea how big. any of these rules They're work. They're too big, Kyle. That's the thing. Oh. You forgot the semi is larger than a regular <laughs> truck, and that was outside of his uh, omniscient uh, periphery. So I am going to throw a level of blame to the screenwriters of this, but I, I'm about to go into it. I don't think the script was written when they started filming this, mm. from what I can tell. They are just trying I to work it out. part of the issue uh, is that there really was nothing that they were going off of. How do you get something greenlit? Like, like, was it the production studio just needed this to happen? Like, do you know? Partly, yes. Okay, okay. Remember that uh, Sony yeah. has the rights to Spider-Man and uh, all of his villains. Yes. So they, they have the rights to make those films. Yes. The deal that amy pascal signs with kevin feige and mcu means that spider-man and spider-man only are allowed to show up in the mainline mcu films but then sony has the right to make whatever films they want with the rest out of, the of anything else within the spider-man universe however the deal much like all the other deals that marvel sent you have to make a, a movie every certain amount of uh, years oh, or else all the rights revert back uh. to marvel that's how they get the fantastic four back that's how they get the hulk back is because those studios did not make a movie in time. Uh, to use and I what it is. I think it's five years or something like that. Well, Venom. They have to make a movie in. Yeah, I guess the third Spider-Man movie. It's not 2013, though. Who, who cares? It doesn't matter. The contract's not important. They kind of need to make this movie. Okay. And secondly, it is said here that uh, part of the pitch was, we want to make a horror film in the superhero universe. Mm-hmm. Which, again, cool idea. I think that is an interesting idea to explore. Which then really isn't explored in this movie, no. but I mean, it's an interesting thing to explore. You know, if you're going to pick a mainstream villain, Venom's a great one to do some mm-hmm. gross stuff with, because he's just gross. They fucked it up, didn't they, Kyle? They fucked it up really badly. In yeah. our minority opinion, tell, like, I really hate this movie. <laughs> like, I really like dislike this movie. I'm just talking to the audience, in case they think I only slightly dislike this. No, no I very much dislike this movie. Hold on, I'm going to letterbox. Like, is this above a three? Uh, no. Okay. Let me let me okay. go through this here, Dave. Okay. So this movie opened on October 5th of 2018. It's rated 2.9 on Letterboxd. It has a 6.6 on IMDb. Pretty high. It has a 35 on Metacritic. That's better. And on Rotten Tomatoes, from 364 critics, it has a 30%. Good. And from 25,000 plus users, it has, hold on to your hat, an 80% Eight, what? from users. What? Eight zero? Eight zero. Or 18. You said 18, no. right? <laughs> I said eight zero. Eighty percent That is a 50-point swing what? between the critics and the users. That has to just be trolling. Like, it has to be some kid putting on some kind of bot just to fucking spam metacritic i mean it could be i mean if you look at letterbox i mean that has like more cinephiles quote unquote as Still a part 2. of it 2.9 on letterbox pretty high no it's not well no Anything... i mean for this for this oh, piece of shit yeah this Maybe. should be a one because yeah. basically how i've noticed on letterbox if you can't get at least a 3.1 your movie is garbage yeah, yeah. like if you cannot at least attain that level yeah its budget for this movie was 100 million dollars it's pretty That's low 10 million dollars more yeah. than uh, spider-verse but yes pretty low for a superhero for film sure. to be honest its box office though would go on to make 856 million dollars that is the seventh that. highest grossing film of the year i guess and like you said you were just inundated with ads for this so 
if you're older than 18, I think people and you just want to watch something gross. This was the. I, I will say this. I think somehow there was a tipping point at some point. Spider Man is basically a known box office draw. Yeah. The last one with Tom Holland makes over a billion dollars. This makes close to that. Any Spider Man related project is just making so much money. Basically, it's him and Batman. Those are the only two supers like they're guaranteed. We are going to make so much money with yeah. this movie, whether it's good or bad. Yeah. It's going to make so much money. And there was rumors that Tom Holland was going to show up in this movie, Maybe that's which why. did not end up happening. Yeah. They, that's the thing. It's a, a good advertising. As I'm learning uh, about some of the science around that, it's pretty fucking scary how easily we're manipulated into things. I'd like to think, having just seen the trailer once for this, like on YouTube or something, immediately the red flags go up and uh, you say, there's no way this character could work. Hey. It's not plausible. Uh, no one was more surprised than me because I was like convinced, like, oh, this is going to bomb for Sony so badly. Yeah. And then when I started seeing the box office numbers coming, like, what? Who is going to see? I can't get. I was so shocked. I got a sequel. And normally I'm not. There's there's movies that I think are bad. I'm like, but that's going to make a lot of money. I know it's going to make sure. a lot of money. Transformers movies. Sure. Um, but this was so abjectly Actually, like this looks so bad that same, I could not imagine anyone going and seeing it. Same audience. It has to be right. Maybe this has it to be the be. Michael Bay world because it, this is 100 something where. You're the type of person that just wants to spend $15 to lie down and let th- something wash over you and come out. It must be. I mean, not to pick on the Transformers movies, I guess. I don't like picking on things I have not actually seen. But when I see, this doesn't happen a lot, but it's happened a couple of times where I see, so uh, again, a social media post come through. And it's like, isn't this like a beautiful shot? And it's like an action sequence from Transformers. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> this is so bad and awful. Like I can't get over it. Uh, all right, let's finish. Let's wrap this up. We're almost at uh, 40 minutes. This plot description, Dave, is a failed reporter is bonded to an alien entity, one of many symbiotes, who have invaded Earth. Two. But two. the being takes a liking to Earth and decides to protect it. I guess that happens. Yes. Dave, it is time to play everyone's favorite game. Guess, Guess that, that, that tag. Is of course the part of the show where I put on this. I, I can't believe uh, this is my tag. It's shit, but you'll watch it. <laughs> Eat up, everybody! <laughs> I put on the blazer. Mm-hmm. I, I grabbed a long microphone of Bob Barker, of course, and uh, we play this little game because you know when you go to the movie theater, you see that long row of posters. They get you excited about what's coming out. Dave, I know that what you're most excited for this weekend. You're probably going to go and see Book Club Two. The next chapter. What, what is Book Club 1? Oh, that's the, the movie that stars Jane Fonda, Diane Keaton, and Mary Steenburgen. Do you not know about the Book Club series? No. This is the Jane Fonda-averse because it was like game day with her and Lily Tomlin. The Book Club, and there's another one that I can't think of. 80 for Brady. she's in that only people that are above 70 years yeah, old go and watch. Yeah. But they make... Bank. close to 100 million dollars these movies bank. so it's like well you know i was talking to helen about how the next generation is doomed because they have no jobs and then she said something about you know how people age out and i was like nobody ages out anymore because nobody has any money so you work till you die so all of these you know 70 80 year olds mm-hmm. aren't lying around in uh, hospices they're out still working <laughs> and they need a movie to watch and who better to watch than uh, the woman that was in clute 
and they don't mention her in like the top four actresses, but uh, Candace Bergen is in it too. So the photographer. These, you know, what's fun is that uh, we know so much about these women because they were important in 1971. In 1971. <laughs> Not to be ageist, but... I remember it like it was yesterday, 1971. Dave. 1971. Anyways, there's, there's these little taglines that help you come into the movie. There was a tagline for this movie. One of these is real. Two of them I completely made up. So, what's the tagline? The world has enough superheroes. Was it, with great power comes more dinner options? <laughs> or was it, from the studio that brought you Spider-Man Homecoming and Spider-Man No Way Home? I'm going to go with one. The world has enough superheroes? Yes. You are correct. Oh, that is what the tagline to this film was. Nice. That would get you with the uh, Spider-Man reference. No, you, you know, uh, I think... I was just thinking, too, about their counter-advertising thing. And, you know, this is coming at the peak of the MCU, but the MCU's not in it. So I can mm. see that being a way to get $800 million from a bunch of fucking idiots. As my son likes to say, full offense. Full offense. What, full offense. When he insults me and he knows it, he says, full offense. Wow. <laughs> That's <a> ruthless. <laughs> All right. Um, the stars, Tom Hardy as Eddie Brock, Michelle Williams as Anne Wayne, Riz Ahmed as Carlton Drake, and Jenny Slate as Dr. Dora Skirth. Skirth. We've talked about them. So cinematography is by Matthew Libatique. Do you remember when we talked about him, nope. Dave? Because he was a cinematographer for A Star is Born this very same oh, year. Oh, really? But he was also the cinematographer for Darren Aronofsky because he did Pie, Black Swan, and Room for a Dream. Okay. Sounds familiar. So there's no excuse for this looking not great in some sequences. Uh, there is because he was so busy making a good looking film that when they asked him to come in, he was like, look, I'm tired, man. You just put your camera here and we're good. I don't know. It's it over post. there. I don't fucking know. <laughs> Actually, he's probably like, look, you're putting CGI all over this thing anyways. What do you need me here for? This was written by Jeff Pinkner, Scott Rosenberg, and Kelly Marcel, based on the story by Jeff Pinkner and Scott Rosenberg, which is based on the characters created by Todd McFarlane and David Michelini, and it's directed by Ruben Fleischer. All right, so listen, people love Venom, um, or some do. I will say that uh, being in the comic book circles, people a little bit older than me, there's a lot of them that hate the Venom character. Mm. They think they ruin comic books. Mm. But I would say most people like the Venom character. I think that's the I more prevalent Carnage, opinion. Yeah. I'm not going to go into the whole history of how Venom found his way in the comic books. Uh, we kind of already covered that. But what's important to know is that even with the fan reaction to Spider-Man 3 way back in 2007 mm -hmm. with Sam Raimi, mm -hmm. there was immediate plans to make a spin-off series that featured Venom. Like with that was Topher the ultimate Grace? goal. Or just injured. 100%. Oh. That, that was the goal. That's where the creation of this movie starts oh. is back in 2007. Although I should, I would be remiss if I didn't state that in 1997 there was a script for venom that got as far as casting dolph lundgren as oh, eddie brock what a miss but that that eventually fell through oh so. man that would have been amazing i'll break you so good <laughs> so especially during the amazing spider-man and andrew Can you garfield imagine if run silver stallone with spider-man in that film oh it was so good it'd be so good arnold schwarzenegger's j jonah jameson i mean you could uh, it's just Give me the pictures of the spider. <laughs> <laughs> Banging his fists on the table. Oh, I will say the one cool thing I like about the MCU is like, listen, we're not getting anyone better for J. Jonah oh, Jameson. Oh, man. J.K. Simmons is just... <laughs> than J.K. Simmons. Then we have... We just, let's bring J.K. Yeah. Simmons back. Okay. He is... He is J. Jonah, right? Even if you look at comic books now, if you look back at even ones that are written in the 60s, you can be like, oh, wow. He was born 
to play this role. <laughs> Born to be J.K. Simmons. Now, okay, so especially during Amazing Spider-Man, the Andrew Garfield run of the character, there is a talk and this, you know, of spin-offs and this whole extended universe for just Spider-Man, right? Spider-Man. Um, so when uh, that, that was the whole thing, they were saying up like the Sinister Six, and they wanted to have these spin-off movies with like the villains having their own films and then coming together and Spider-Man. And, like, anyways, there was this whole thing, but those films kind of underperform to the point where like, okay, we have to drastically rethink our strategy. Amy Pascal makes a deal with Marvel so that they can share the Spider-Man character, get the, the Sony stink, so to speak, wow. off of the. Uh, Spider-Man character. Nice. So, but Sony is still able to make films about any of the other characters within Spider-Man's comic books. Uh, that's why we'll still see Venom from them. That's why we're going to see Craven the Hunter from them later this year. Morbius. We know though. Tom, was that Sony too? Oh, yeah. Morbius was Sony. Yeah, yep, that's hundred percent. Yeah, I think that's Spider-Man. Which character. I am also never going to watch. No, but, it looks fucking terrible. Uh, anyways, uh, I'm never going to get to Morbin time. I'm afraid so. <laughs> Tom Holland and the MCU collaboration happens. Andrew Garfield is fired. All spinoffs and other films are canceled. Then 2016, there's this renewed interest of making a Venom film. First thing they do, cast Tom Hardy. <laughs> That's the first thing that happens before a script is even written. Producers are especially interested. Uh, sorry, producers are especially inspired because of the success of Deadpool and Logan specifically. They're like, oh, there was this appetite for an R-rated film oh, that maybe so we good. could tap into. Yeah. I would, this is where I'm going to point out, this film was rated PG-13. It's not even rated <laughs> R, so. <laughs> That's why, as soon as it starts, you're like, oh, we're in for a ride, and then you're yeah, not. and then it isn't. No, they tell you to get off the bus. They have this great rogues gallery to choose from with Spider-Man that they can work independently from the MCU. They hire Ruben Fleischer, who, uh, after this long search for a director, that's who they settle on. Fleischer, if that name doesn't sound familiar to you, is the guy who directed Zombieland, but then has a couple of things that don't work their failures we'll say so they get him relatively cheap but he also expresses that he has a great love for the venom character so they think it's going to be this good match then i will i just want to point this out where they're like uh what are you making venom like i'll do it but i guess that's how i got the directing job for uncharted i will say that there is this very minor pr scuffle that i just wanted to point out because i found it funny when i was reading through this history Kevin Feige, who's running Marvel Studios at the time, is interviewed and they bring up that, oh, like Sony's making Venom. And he's like, this has nothing to do with our films. It's separate from the MCU. There's no bearing on the wider story. Like, he's very, like, adamant. Which then Amy Pascal, who's still at Sony, is like, has to do her, like, um, actually response. <laughs> Where she says, um, it's actually happening in the same world as the MCU, but it's off to the side. <laughs> Anyways, I just thought it was funny that they went back and forth. For that. All right. <laughs> Hello, we, we saw the ramifications of her, uh, when she's not yeah. being a racist, her genius uh, manipulation of Hollywood, because uh, mm -hmm. he does appear in an MCU film. She gets it done. So, reading the rest of the production history, it makes it pretty clear that there was no clear idea what this movie was even going to be about when production was starting. How do you kind of start? talked about this. Amazing. Carnage was supposed to be in this film as the main villain. Well, like Cass Woody Harrelson. Another miscast. I mean, yes, he's a big name. Cass Woody Harrelson. He's going to be the main villain. Yeah. And then that doesn't happen. He's just put into the mid-credits. He's a really hard character, right? Tom Holland was supposed to make a cameo. They actually did film the cameo oh. of him being in this film. And then Marvel said, like, no, he did not be in that. He, they actually put their All foot right. down. One of the producers claims that they were looking more for a John Carpenter, David Cronenberg type of film to make this be their horror film. That doesn't happen. Mm. So, like I said, like I feel like everyone's like, 
every producer thought they knew what movie they were making without a script and they just kind of started making stuff and then tried to put it together like that's why i think it feels like such a mess for most of this yeah but here's the thing if they didn't have a script or at least it wasn't worked out how do you get tom hardy michelle williams and uh woody harrelson to sign on for this honestly i think it's one of those things like we think sometimes actors are so into what we know they probably saw marvel and they thought oh yeah I'm going to be in a Marvel film. That's a great idea. When they didn't, when they really weren't necessarily. It's like uh, Sean Connery's League of Extra- Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yeah. Well, there's another, what was it? Well, the the, the famous one was why um, uh, Bill Murray was the voice of Garfield mm. in the in that first Garfield movie was because he saw Eaton Cohen, who was the writer director of that movie. And he's like, oh, it's one of the Cohen brothers. Mm. Yeah, I want to be in one of their films. Nice. So he did not know what kind of movie he was going to be in. Uh, but there's other people like, yeah, I'll do a cartoon. Like, cartoons are big now. And then it's like, oh, but I thought it was with Pixar, but it wasn't Pixar. Like it's A about- gnome story or something. Yeah. yeah. Filming starts in late October of 2017. One, I will say one kind of cool thing is that how they shot was that they would have Tom Hardy record all of his Venom dialogue in the morning. And then he'd perform as Eddie in the afternoon. So he actually was getting a live reading of how Venom was speaking back and forth. Can you hear them chanting? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, I can't, but I will probably when you send me this file. So that's less than a year from when this is released. There are reshoots done as late as June of 2018. What? Uh, which I will say that is more reshoots are true for any big budget film. There's always going to be reshoots. Reshoots. What is that? Two months, three months before the movie comes out is like, oof, that is cutting it close to do like special effects it. and everything else on top of that. Yeah. So why it's a mess, Dave, is like no one knew what they were doing. Yeah. yeah. But all of that non-hard work pays off because, (laughs) no, that's mean. That's mean. Yeah, they worked hard. You know, they just worked. They worked off. Poorly. But it gets released, makes a ton of cash, Mm -hmm. right? Sequel comes out in 2021. And just as a little side note, this is why there's going to be a Venom 3 because sequel comes out in 2021, right? Uh We are still in that weird time. COVID has so much things shut down. Yeah. Theaters are kind of half open, half not. This is what is credited as, like the sequel, I mean, Venom, Let There Be Carnage, is semi-considered to be what brought people back into theaters. What? Not Christopher Nolan with Tenet. It was this one. If you discount the three Chinese films, because <laughs> they were only shown in China, they did not get a worldwide release. The Venom sequel was the fourth highest grossing movie that came out in 2021. Uh, it was the seventh highest grossing one if you do include those three Chinese movies. What? Like it just makes so much money. <laughs> they make so much oh, money. Carl, we're doomed. So people as like a species. It. Like we have got to the point where our society's collective relative intelligence is bordering on the, the point of no return. It really or, is. It really have is. you thought that maybe aliens will someday see the vestiges of our broken walk world and be like, Venom, let's watch this <laughs> film that they created and be like, this is amazing. <laughs> they knew the works of art. It's one thing to make like a movie that someone doesn't like. It's another thing for $800 million worth of revenue to come into that film. I mean, like it's boggling my mind. The hard part about this is like, again, I don't want to make it sound like I cannot enjoy mindless entertainment. There are some no, things that's like, yeah, dumb movies. and it's stupid. Sure. This, I feel like it actively insults me at every step of the well, way. That's the thing. Like, it makes me mad by the end of it because it's like, there's nothing here. There's just nothing here. Well, you know, like I, I don't praise critics, but if 
Letterbox, Critics, Metacritic, uh, Rotten Tomatoes, everything aligns with it is shit, but then the popular is a Rotten Tomatoes or Metacritic. The users are like 80%. There's something wrong with society. There's something wrong. There's That's too yeah. much disparity. There's like, there's something that we don't understand about the general public and what they want when they're at a movie theater. Ah, oh, it's confusing. I think you both just have bad taste. Because this doesn't have, doesn't have great acting, has shit writing, the special effects aren't particularly good, the story no. doesn't make okay. any sense. I was going to bring that up too. This really showed, I thought, people make fun of special effects, and I always feel bad because it's usually because they're, we see rushed. that they were rushed out, they probably had like three months to complete some of these special effects shots, but it's just like, woof, like that is, that looks pretty bad. <sighs> Anyways, we're talking about this too much, I'm starting to get depressed. Anyways, this is yeah. why, mm -hmm. this is why I was nervous for Spider-Verse, because it's like Sony, it's like this yeah, property, yeah. but in there, they actually got people who knew how to craft a well-told story. But only half the people watched it, right? Which is yeah. shocking. I think, what did yeah. that make? 350 or something? 300 mil, yeah. What a fucking joke. Now I'm just saying. So a, a, a third of Venom is basically what it made. Fucking embarrassing. <laughs> so we're going to stop talking about this because it makes me angry the more I think of it. Uh, except for one last thing. Oh, I was looking at my man. notes here. I know this is so nitpicky, but it does still annoy me. There's a moment where he looks in the car window and he's reflected back, but he has seen Venom. Mm. How has he seen Venom? <laughs> Well, that's supposed I know to be... I know it's supposed to be in his mind, I but I mean, like, so wait, is Venom in his eyeballs projecting himself no, to be They took Venom? a stupid comic book trick and they tried to make it literal, which is a huge mistake. I would agree if it was just a reflection, no. but he actually has a conversation with him. And so it's like... No, that part didn't stand out to me that much, except that that's a storyboard effect that works in a cartoon or a comic book page. Mm. And when you make it too real, yeah, like you're having, there's too many questions as to what am I actually seeing? It's one of the reasons why as soon as it becomes Venom, you start asking questions. Uh, Iron Man is the same thing. By the third movie, second movie, as soon as his mask comes off, I'm like, I can't watch this anymore. Because apparently you get into Iron Man suit and his entire body's elongated and his arms grow long and like nothing makes sense. Right. It just doesn't physically work because of the way they animate and cgi this is the same thing it makes you makes you think too much <laughs> yeah you know your brain's just like no no i can't unless you're one of the i don't know 100 million people that paid a ticket and enjoyed this film in a theater i mean i'm just you know maybe it's unfair to compare this with one of the best films ever made but i just feel like a little bit more care and attention to this and you could have had something really interesting to say about like being invaded by an invasive species sure. or like ethics. the, the yeah. ethic, uh, the ethics around like grabbing customers or people's data and like yeah. uh, subjecting them to clinical trials and like, et cetera, et cetera. There's, there's things here that you could mine into, I think, an interesting exploration horror film uh, that are just squandered, I think. Yeah. But this, none of it ever comes together. For me, I think it's actually all pretty terrible. Well, one star. And by the halfway point, I'm just like, I need this to end. I need to go back to my life. Yeah. One star. Oh, my son is now cackling. You should keep that in the laugh, that laugh track. That's great. Okay, great. Well, we'll do that. We're done here. Well, Dave, you know, the machine has said we do have to wrap things up. So we should get into Critics' Choice. This is the part of the show where we discover what the critics thought at the time this film was released. I did find a positive review. This was left by Ben Sachs of the Chicago Reader, okay. who wrote in part, the film devotes way too much time to exposition. The first, uh, the first act feels like it goes on for about an hour, but once it gets going, it's decent fun. <laughs> 
also an effusive praise by Ben Sachs. And then uh, Richard Roper across the street at Chicago Sun-Times, a tone-deaf, uneven, and maddeningly, maddeningly, maddeningly. Maddeningly, oh, yeah. That's a hard one. Yeah. A maddeningly, a maddeningly, I'm just... <laughs> It's a, yeah, it's, it's mad how dumb this is. Yeah. <laughs> dumb clunker. Is this guy pretty old? Do you not know who Richard Roper is? That never settles on an identity all the way to the closing credits. Richard Roper was like the last co-host of Roger Ebert. Moving on. I can't believe you don't know who Richard Roper is. <laughs> uh, I know who Richard David's... Roper is. He's someone who uses clunker in the written word. <laughs> You know what? You know what this guy's favorite movie is? A two-lane blacktop. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> One of my favorite things that Siskel always did that I've stolen because I always thought it sounded so fancy. Is he, he always called movies pictures. He mm. never called them movies or films. Yeah, like, yeah. well, I like the book. This picture is that this thing happens. We had a we had a debate about that once about when you should call it a film or a picture or uh, a movie. All I can say is that well, we can all agree this movie. It's called shit. It's, it's shit. Like uh, you watch Stalker. Stalker's not a picture, right? Stalker's a no. film. It's not a movie God either. damn it. <laughs> yeah. did, did this hold up and is it still culturally relevant? Well, look, for me, no, no. For America, yes and yes, apparently. Right? $800 million. Love the character, I guess. I mean, it doesn't hold up now. Fucking mad. Five years later. Well, it does because they I, all watched Carnage and they're going to produce guess. a third one. I think these movies are going to be forgotten in 20 years, but that's maybe just me being hopeful. Yeah. Uh, we do need to rate this film, but before we do, that is what Dave and I thought. What do you think? You can send any feedback to Kyle and Dave at VSTheMachine at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter or Instagram with the handle KDVSTM. We are not bots. That is for sure. Mm. If you want to see the entire list of mm. films we've watched and the ratings we've given, you can go to our letterbox page. That's letterboxd.com slash KDVSTM. And if you want to support us monetarily so that we can continue doing this podcast and not usher in the next apocalypse, you can go to our Patreon page. There is a link in the show notes of this episode. You can support for as low as a dollar per month. Something that you can do for absolutely free is to leave a rating and review on whatever app you use for podcasts. Uh, I just want to add this in. If you're going to make an anti-hero superhero movie that's taking the piss intentionally, well, watch Deadpool or Deadpool 2, right? I mean, it's not quite the same way, but like Logan is a good example. Yeah. Logan is a very much like, it's an R-rated kind of a neo-Western yeah. superhero film that pushes the boundaries. Yeah. And I think it's really, really good. So yeah, go ahead, do that. Just, Just make a, well. an actual okay, semblance sorry. of a film. I'm still upset. $800 million. I'll never get over all right, let's move what on. What makes it worse? What makes it worse is that there we've talked about films not only this year but in previous years is like nobody saw this and like it's so yeah. deeply meaningful and like this is what makes eight hundred million dollars. It makes me so upset sometimes. All right, anyways, what are you giving Venom Dave out of five? I'm gonna give it a one. I, you know what? No, I'm gonna give it a half star. I oh, should give it a, a one. Star. Yeah, but you know, it made a hundred eight hundred million dollars, so fuck them. Yeah, let's go yeah. with point five. I am giving it a one star. There's like those couple of elements that I will at least give it somewhat credit for, but I hate this movie. I never want to watch it again. I've watched it twice, which is two more times than anyone should have to watch this movie. So that is going to rate or average up to 0.5. Uh, it is going to enter our list at the number 16 position mm. out of 16 movies that we've watched right underneath Vice. So, so if I guess think the of those, V's are going to go alphabetically here this year. If you think of those two films together, Vice is a masterpiece. <laughs> I know. Isn't that wild? It's like, yes, I would actually rather watch Vice than this. And I don't like Vice at all. Oh, $800 million. Dave, we should find out what we're watching next week. Let me push this button here. 
Oh, interesting call-out that you just made. We're going to be watching Deadpool Dose. Mm, mm, Did you watch the PG-13 version they made of Deadpool 2? No. Is that Where he's just talking to Fred Savage. They make make the uh, parody of... Like Princess Bride? Princess Bride? No. We'll talk about that next week then, too. I think it's the wildest thing that ever happened to a movie. Is it like on the DVD or something? I've never even heard of it. Yeah, you can rent it on off of iTunes as well. It's not streaming on Disney+. Plus, But it was... It came out in theaters, too. What? It came out, like, um, uh, two months, I want to say. Like the I'll whole film? It. Like, he... It's the whole film, again, yeah. but they cut out all the bits that would make it an R-rated film. And he's reading And he interspersed it with the Princess Bride parody of him talking with Fred Savage. Yeah, like, I... Adult Fred Savage, if that was not clear. I have total Ryan Reynolds burnout, but I gotta tell you, this, is, this era is his peak, and it still holds up pretty well. Even though I'm tired of his persona, because I just rewatched mm. Deadpool one, I haven't watched the second one yet, but uh, it still holds up really well. So, are you saying that Red Notice is not the peak of Ryan Reynolds? <laughs> you know what? I, I uh, actually didn't mind Free Guy. If you want to talk about a movie that you know is going to be dumb and you just watch it anyways, and you lay back and turn your brain off, Free Guy. You know, Free Guy is better than Venom. Watch Free Guy. Don't watch Venom. He's better than Venom, although yeah. I didn't like that movie much either. Yeah. Well, Dave, let's um, let's turn the podcast off. We're in a different reality, I guess. <laughs> we'll, we'll be back next week. All right. With more stories. We talked way too long. Yeah. Kyle and Dave versus the machine. <laughs>